Welcome to the RBC podcast and initiative by Rahul Suri. The show that we meet people, understand their struggles and going memory lane journey. So today our guest is Harsh Tripathi and he would, be know, uh, he would be letting us know more about geopolitics and yeah, you can start soon. Sure, Tavleen, thank you for the introduction. So I am Harsh, uh, I'm from Lucknow, Uttar Pradesh. Currently, I'm residing in Noida, and uh, I'm working as a product analyst at Smart Energy Water, which is basically a software as a service company um, in the utility domain. When when we talk about utility domain, we're essentially talking about the different types of energies, basically um, gas, we have electricity, we have water. So primarily, the company is working in these domains, and it's uh, providing uh, software solutions to um, organizations and corporations working in this domain. Um, as Savleen mentioned, um, I'm here to talk about essentially my interests. And of course, uh, you know, I intend to discuss things about geopolitics because that's one of my interests. Uh, apart from that, my hobbies are piano. I do like playing piano and uh, it was a hobby I picked during the lockdown. Apart from that, my interests include uh, and debating, and I also do enjoy, uh, you know, going to the gym. Just try to make that as part of my routine, which is essentially, uh, you know, something that I believe that we all should do. And yes, that's primarily my main um, areas of interest. Uh, I've always been into debating and public speaking, and which makes me very much look forward towards this interview. And I really appreciate the opportunity given to me by Rahul. And I would like to take this forward with you. Thank you so much. So can, we, can I ask you like one question that how did you develop uh, like as a student interest in geopolitics? Since it's like a wide uh, topic and uh, people generally like, as a student, I feel that many people are like, okay, we don't want to be in that geopolitics area and uh, we need to think about other domains or, you know, talk about other things that, okay, cartoons, and all that stuff. So how did you develop as a child in that? Okay, so my main uh, interest in geopolitics actually started when I, like, I was enduring the lockdown phase. So it was just this one habit that I had developed that, you know, whenever I would just sit down to, you know, have my lunch or dinner, I would just try and pick some video from either Vox or maybe Study IQ or all these other channels which were extensively and very analytically uh, covering the COVID pandemic, right? And uh, through that God bless the YouTube algorithm, I also started to get got like recommended all these other videos on geopolitics which Vox had covered, right? And then I also started to, you know, religiously follow study IQ videos as well. So even this is a habit I still try and follow that, you know, whenever I'll be sitting down to just have my lunch or maybe dinner, I'll just put on a video, uh, you know, just try and get up to speed with whatever latest is happening. And answering the other part of the question, which is, why people should care about geopolitics, even students per se. 
I believe that ironically, most of the geopolitical issues as of right now are between border states. But the consequences of those actually have no borders. If you can just, you know, think about the Russia-Ukraine war, it's it's just happening between two major countries in Europe, right? What does India or USA have to do with it? But as you can see, the eco- economies of both these countries, and not just these two countries, but all the other countries, essentially involved either in foreign relations or trade with these countries is getting affected. Which is why I believe that geopolitical issues actually do concern and should concern a lot of us. And it's an area where I would actually urge a lot of students and even professionals to, you know, just read up more about. You don't essentially even have to read up, even if you just do your due diligence in terms of just watching some YouTube videos. I think it it should do enough to, you know, uh, get up to speed with whatever is happening. All right. So uh, I just wanted to ask, like, uh, have you heard about the statement, like, uh, somebody said, like, Kishore Mahubani said that geopolitical uh, things are like a, a cruel business. So what is your take about on this thing? Since, uh, I think I think it's a, yeah, a, it's an interesting take and also a very obvious one. Like, firstly, we need to understand why did he even mention the word business, right? So the fact of the matter is that if we're taking the example of, let's just say, the Russia-Ukraine war, so the problem here is that USA is a third-party stakeholder in this, right? But they are directly influencing the result and the outcomes of this war by supplying and selling weapons to Ukraine. So indirectly, while we could say that on the surface level, the US economy is suffering because of this war, but they're also profiting off these wars because they're sending and supplying weapons to essentially any major conflict that's happening. So their own economy is feeding off of these geopolitical crises, which is why you know we need to understand why this is a business, right? So in my opinion, yes, definitely it's a very cruel business because when these uh, corporations like Lockheed Martin and all, which are there based in US, they're just you know, having these deals with these countries for weapons, it's actually ultimately the only the innocent people who are suffering. And, you know, they're the reason why these people are getting all these types. So, of course, it's a cruel business. And, you know, when we need to understand the, you know, main, the evil things that are happening in the back end or the background to, you know, be more related towards, you know, actually knowing about these issues. So, yes, I, I firmly support and... I even gave you the reason why he believed that. Uh, all right. So, uh, since we are thinking, uh, like, I've seen, like, many things, like, uh, in geopolitics, India has a major role since uh, half of, like, in the world, that we have the largest population, I guess. So, yeah, so we have an important role. We have a major role. So, what is your take, the, uh how can India be important in geopolitics and uh, what should be stake right now? At, uh, since you know many things are going on in the countries, uh, in the world actually. So yeah, even in the country. Okay. So I would believe that we're actually very fortunate to be, you know, witnessing the golden era of 
Indian, you know, geopolitical stake in foreign policy. You know, having a dynamic leader like S. J. Shankar at the top position is actually a very bold and wise decision by the cabinet, and I'll tell you why. The thing is that if we had a person who was any less vocal or any less bold than what S. J. Shankar is, then not a lot of people would actually even get to know what India stands on all these, you know, major geopolitical issues. I mean that guy has the guts to go on European you know business forums and when actually asked about the fact that India is buying Russian oil he he actually you know gives them back at their face the hypocrisy right that they should firstly check the usage and the business that Europe is doing with Russia right which is anyway involved in the war so indirectly Europe is funding the war but they are trying to shift that blame towards india just because india decided to buy cheap russian oil so you know india is actually at that playing field where you know we can take geopolitical stances on the basis of our own personal interests rather than you know being concerned about a third country's third person country's uh, opinion or their suggestions so i think it's a very very uh, you know dynamic and golden era of indian foreign policy and geopolitics that we're witnessing which is why i guess i also happen to have a keen interest in this field so all right so i just wanted to ask that uh, since you told us uh, before also that uh, students should take like this as a really good and important field so that they can know about more about uh, geopolitics so uh, do you think that conferences are going on like mnns are going on and many of the circuits are there so do you uh, like think that uh, students in like student uh, life we should uh, participate in mnns or de- debating conferences so that we could know more about globe and yeah okay so i myself am a product of those things so i used to be involved in mns and i was actually the president of my own debating society in college as well so i myself am a product and an example of those things and why those are important because uh, i would say that the development should at least start from your school like you should have that base ready from your school so that you know in college you're actually able to like confidently explore because your first second years are the ones where you're most free to actually take part in activities right and if you've already figured out a niche within your school life itself then you have then you can better utilize those years because in trying out stuff a lot of people actually you know they also give time where there is not a lot of potential for growth or at least it may not be that much of an interest to them so i would definitely urge anyone to you know be more uh, active in terms of participating in mns debating competitions be it your school or be it uh, your college i would really implore students to do that because first of all it obviously improves your public speaking capability and uh, it puts you into situations where you have to speak to people and you might not necessarily be that prepared so that is the uh, level it gives you that you know you could boldly and confidently hold conversations 
and from the diplomatic standpoint obviously it it is a very very fruitful experience that you are you are actually trying to simulate you know how a diplomat is supposed to conduct or take decisions at you know a forum right emions are a good example of that so yes my answer is a very very strong yes all right so uh, even in uh, like my life i have seen that you uh, people those are connected to geopolitics have a different point of view to see the globe and uh, and uh, their things are like ki uh, they see uh, everything with logics and uh, you know uh, the ethics for purpose and uh, people those are normal uh, citizens of the globe they see things morally so what's your take uh, to the people like uh, who support things morally or you know you uh, since people those are connected to the geopolitics uh, domain they know ki why this, these things are happening and why these things are not happening but people those who are uh, giving their point of view on something like uh, ukraine war i guess so yeah so they won't be they would be seeing things morally and they would be seeing that india should take uh, you know because uh, we have got the students uh, here so you know what i mean so yeah what's your take on yeah. that so i would say that any normal citizen should actually be open to both types of arguments for example if you if you're taking the russia ukraine example right obviously i do understand that morally it is very wrong for russia to you know just uh, launch a full scale uh, special operation on ukraine and which has lasted for like well over a year now obviously that is morally very wrong but from the logical standpoints i would say that the actions of nato in this their own actions were begging for a response because they were doing their very bit to provoke russia to actually do something and it makes logical sense as well because obviously who who is which is the country which is actually benefiting the most out of this it is obviously united states of america which is why you know they were constantly trying to you know expand eastwards uh, when it came to nato so in my opinion i would say it's it's obviously important to consider both sides of the uh, arguments um like i do like i am open to both sides of whether it's logical it's a logical reason or logical argument or whether it's a moral reason or a moral argument but i think we should collectively try and you know meet a middle ground here there is no black and white um, scenario here like from the uh, like from the point of view where you know people who are very much learned and educated in this field i would say that even if you know the facts you should understand the you know morality or the emotions behind such conflicts and from the side where people might not necessarily have a lot of knowledge about the conflict or even the context i would actually urge them to know more the more of the context and then try to you know argue or debate with people so yeah that would be my take so and uh, even uh, i really wanted to ask about uh, one thing that uh, since there are many uh, many a times people give their opinions about uh, something and uh, conflicts happen in between people those are not even knowing the uh, real context behind the uh, situation or so uh, 
what would you say uh, like uh, to people that uh, is half knowledge really dangerous like dangerous or not since uh, just that statement is uh, true or not in every context like i think half knowledge is actually more dangerous than no knowledge because i mean i can just give a very plain example so when the ca riots were going on um i was watching this news channel i cannot remember the name and uh, you know one of the reporters actually asked one of the protesters that acha chaliye aap bataiye ca ka full form kya hai so that guy said chartered accountant ya kuch karke so that is the level you know and this guy must have believed some stuff that a few people would have told him he did not have any knowledge about what ca was what it stood for what are essentially the arguments of the proponents or the opponents he had no knowledge just a few things that were fed to him by someone and he decided to you know just be a participant of these riots so in my opinion half knowledge is more dangerous than no knowledge and uh, obviously there is no thing as full knowledge but you should actually come to like you should try and understand uh things perspective and points to the level that you are even able to make sense of why someone else is actually having a different opinion than you so when we used to prepare for our uh, debates right in college so we would often try that out of the three people two people would be looking for the arguments which we have to debate about and one person would be assigned the responsibility of finding the points of the opposition so that we would know that why would they be thinking a certain uh, opinion right and then we can try and look for better counters of that so you should come and acquire knowledge about a perspective or about uh, an issue to the point that you are even able to make sense out of why there could be potentially any opposition to it all right thank you uh, so at last i really wanted to ask that uh, so what is like uh, since this domain is really big and uh, i guess uh, there are many things when we uh, are talking about geopolitics so it is related to our personality development also since we are uh, able to be diplomatic and we also gain uh, confidence uh, since even if our country is in a crisis or you know uh, we are suffering from anything so we have that uh, state that we can okay we can uh, think wisely uh, since we uh, know many things and uh, we know all the logics behind that and we have that thing in our mind ki okay we have to see pros and cons and we have to act wisely so what is your take that how geopolitics uh, is you know essential to be uh, known by structuring your yeah. argument or how yeah, how yeah. you should see i think it's not specifically like in that sense you know just to teach you how you should uh like debate with people i don't think that can only be done from geopolitics itself but yes um geopolitics But is a field where you need to know a lot of facts you need to know a lot of context 
you need to obviously apply your logic as well right so it involves all these different types of critical and analytical skills which essentially you know enable you to you know debate or argue in a certain way i would say that is the whole essence of this field it is not specific that this is the only field but yes in reference to your question i would say that it does teach you a way of you know communicating with people because you know not everything see there could be a lot of topics where you don't have to have any historical background right you don't have to have any knowledge of facts uh, we both could essentially debate on purely moral grounds right there there is no not much scope for logic i would say right mm-hmm. because when you are trying to apply logic to emotional or moral situation it starts to feel wrong and when you start to feel apply moral to situations which require a logical solution then it starts to feel wrong right so it just teaches you a way of communication i would agree but that is not something that is specifically to this field but yes i did make you understand or at least try to explain that what are the different kind of skills that actually go into this field and communicating about this field which do ensure that you know you are definitely aware of a way of communication with people thank you for letting us know much about uh, geopolitics and uh, even uh, some of my uh, doubts are cleared by this uh, conversation so yeah that's that's actually amazing yeah. i'm really glad for that thank you so for joining us so it's a pleasure this is the like end of the interview i guess Yeah. Okay. Uh, thank you so much, Tavin. You've been a very, very gracious and warm moderator, and I'm sure you were definitely very patient in listening all the responses as well. So thank you a lot. And uh, it was actually very, very good, you know, being, uh, you know, interviewed by you and actually given this opportunity because this was a topic that I occasionally do get an opportunity to talk to my friends, but obviously not this time. so i'm i'm actually very glad of this opportunity and thank you so much tavin it was great having like thank being interviewed okay thank you